0: got it going on the people are revolting welcome to people are revolting a daily dose of disobedience First up in this revolting roundup is a piece published at usnews.com, written by Katerina DeMoni and Miguel Pereira. Dog owner Sandra Almeida made a long journey to the Portuguese capital Lisbon on Saturday to join thousands of people who took to the streets to give animals a voice as the Constitutional Court ponders if mistreating pets should be classified as a crime. Quote, The justice system cannot turn a blind eye to the evolution of times, Almeida said, as people whistled and shouted slogans. Many animals are today part of our families, and nothing justifies horrible crimes. Almeida, who has five rescue dogs, traveled nearly 250 kilometers from the northern Portuguese city of Aveiro for the demonstration, which was organized by the Animal Intervention and Rescue, IRA, group. Portugal's public prosecutors had on Wednesday asked the constitutional court to declare unconstitutional, a law that criminalizes with a fine or jail time those who mistreat their pets. According to public prosecutors, the court has already made decisions that pointed to the alleged unconstitutionality of the legislation. On one occasion, a dog owner who threw his puppies into a rubbish bin was initially convicted but later acquitted. The court argues the country's constitution cannot protect pets as if they were humans, Expresso newspaper reported. After being criticized by IRA for not speaking up about the issue, Portugal's President Marcelo Rebelo de Sousa said in a statement on Saturday that a law punishing those who mistreat animals was an indisputable requirement. Standing on top of a truck covered with images of neglected cats, dogs, and horses, IRA President Thomas Pyers told a sea of protesters it was in everyone's hands to protect animals. Holding a banner, Philippe Vincent, a 45-year-old dog and cat owner, described the current situation as a notorious setback. Quote, I think this is one of the main signs of a civilization that claims to be developed, but in reality isn't, Vincent said. Next up is a piece published at CommonDreams.org, this written by Brett Wilkins. Thousands of Peruvians took to the streets of the nation's capital on Thursday, demanding the resignation of Dina Bullard, the unelected U.S.-backed president, justice for the more than 50 people killed during the six-week uprising, the return to power of jailed former President Pedro Castillo, and the dissolution of the Congress that ousted him. The protesters, many of them indigenous Aymara and Quecha people, traveled to what they called the takeover of Lima from all over the nation of 34 million inhabitants to take part in mostly peaceful demonstrations against what opponents called a coup regime. The demonstrators carried banners with slogans including Out Dina Boulart, Dina Murderer, and Not One More Death. We want justice, we don't want our dead to be forgotten, protester Zulema Chacon told The Guardian. We want that usurper out, she doesn't represent us, she added, referring to Bolart. Carrying a Bible, protester Paulina Consac, who traveled 750 miles from the Andean city of Cusco to the coast of Lima, told the associate press that our God says thou shalt not kill your neighbor. Dina Boulart is killing. She is making brothers fight. Referring to the right-wing-controlled Congress that overthrew Castillo, a leftist who was democratically elected but moved to dissolve the legislature before it could overthrow him, shopkeeper Delia Zavallos told The Guardian that, quote, They are the thieves, and they lie, and they lie to us. The people have woken up. We're not children anymore. We know how to read and write and no one can tell us what to do she added pedro mamani a student at the national university of san marcos said that quote we're at a breaking point between dictatorship and democracy according to defensoria de pueblo peru's national ombudsman the 6000 to 7000 demonstrators who marched on plaza 2 de mayo and plaza san martin were peaceful however quote violent groups attempted to reach the building housing peru's congress a massive fire broke out at a building near plaza san martin late in the evening there was no indication that the blaze was related to the protests although some on the left accused police of causing the inferno defensoria de pueblo reported injuries to 13 civilians and four of the more than 11,800 police officers deployed to the capital the ombudsman said at least 53 people including one police officer have been killed and hundreds more were wounded since Castillo was ousted on December 7. Protests continued elsewhere Thursday, including the southern city of Arequipa, where a group of around 200 people attempted to storm Rodriguez-Ballon International Airport. One protester, identified as 30-year-old Giancarlo Condori Arcana, died after being shot in the abdomen by police at the airport. Boulart says it during a nighttime television address that the protests had, quote, no social agenda, and that protesters wanted to, quote, break the rule of law, generate chaos and disorder, and seize power. Earlier on Thursday, Boulart met with officials from the United Nations Office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights, whose spokesperson, Maria Hurtado, said earlier this month that the agency was, quote, very concerned at the rising violence. Weighing in on the protests, of Spanish-language tweet U.S. Next up is a piece published at ArtReview.com. The Art Gallery of Western Australia is the latest museum to be targeted by protesters. Two activists from the Disrupt Barube Hub group entered the Perth Museum and spray-painted the logo for the oil and gas corporation Woodside over the painting Down on His Luck by Frederick McCubbin, which was protected by a Perspex layer. The muted painting, which dates to 1889, depicts a laborer lost in thought next to a campfire. The protesters laid an aboriginal flag on the floor, and one glued her hand to the wall. The demonstrators said that they wanted to draw attention to Woodside's, quote, ongoing desecration of sacred Murujuga rock art at the Burrup Hub, Australia's biggest new fossil fuel project. Woodside like to slap their logo on everything while they spray their toxic emissions all over sacred rock art. We must stop any more industry on the Burrup, or soon there will be no art left, said artist Joanna Partika, one of the protesters involved. And finally for this episode, a piece published at usnews.com, written by Thayam Indiaga. Hundreds demonstrated against France in Burkina Faso's capital, Ouagadougou, on Friday, the latest expression of growing anti-French sentiment in the insurgent-hit West African country. Hundreds gathered in central Ouagadougou on Friday, chanting anti-France slogans and wielding placards, calling on the French army to get out. Some set fire to French flags or used them to collect rubbish. We want to show France that we no longer need her, said protester Adam Sawadogo. Relations between Burkina Faso and its former colonizer have soured following two military coups last year, spurred partly by authorities' failure to protect civilians from jihadist activity in the arid north. Some of the tension revolves around perceptions that France's military presence in Burkina Faso has not improved security. Demonstrator Lassani Sawadogo deplored how security has steadily deteriorated in Burkina Faso since unrest began in 2015. The protest was largely peaceful and ended without incident, according to a Reuters reporter at the scene. Angry mobs have previously targeted the French embassy, cultural center, and military base. Burkina Faso's military government has also been at odds with France since it toppled the previous junta in a coup at the end of September. Authorities suspended the broadcast of France's RFI radio in December over reports they say were false and gave voice to Islamist militants. Earlier this month, the government requested the replacement of France's ambassador. France has some 400 special forces based in Burkina Faso to help local forces battle the Islamist insurgency that has spread across the Sahel from Mali over the past decade. Thousands have been killed and over 2 million displaced. The violence has exacerbated regional food insecurity. Authorities in Burkina Faso are still searching for over 60 women kidnapped by armed assailants last week. And that'll wrap up this episode of People Are Revolting. If you want to check out back episodes, just go to peoplearerevolting.com. You can also follow on Twitter at #PeopleRevolting. Keep revolting, and thanks for listening. A sign that humanitys still got it going on the people are revolting <laughs> I think you just nailed it.